Hi everyone and welcome to the Black Lodge. Uh, so this is something new that I'm setting up um, and I'm recording live here, whether you're listening to this on audio or video. If you're watching, you are watching me in my, well it's not much of a Black Lodge I guess, you know, you could call it my den, you could also call it my home office solution, but in reality what you could call it is my bedroom because it is the COVID-19 crisis and I have been stuck in here for months. Um, but hey, no point sticking around with that too long. Basically, I've been working for Trinity College for the last couple of years, two, two and a bit years. Um, and I come from a film background. Uh, I'll talk about that in another podcast. But what I discovered was there is a, a big gap between a lot of the technological possibilities of what we could bring to learning and from what we're actually implementing at the moment. Uh, and this particular global pandemic has really forced everyone to kind of reassess the situation and see what can we do to... I guess, to still deliver the same standard of teaching that we used to do in live lectures, but now in an online environment. Uh, it's been a very steep learning curve for a lot of people. And for myself as well, it's been kind of a bit of a rabbit hole that you kind of tumble down trying to figure out what works, what doesn't, what is not just a solution, but an actual usable solution, because obviously everyone's time is limited. So what we need are solutions that are as simple as possible but as effective as possible as well. So I realized that I'm probably not the only person doing all this research and it's probably spread out across the internet and a lot of different people's desks, I'd say there's papers everywhere. And I thought it'd be great to have one place where we could actually bring it all together. Um, so I'm setting this up, the, the Black Lodge, a place to share my learnings and the experiences of other professionals as we test out hardware and software solutions, uh, but also to tackle the important challenges of how, how we need to change the way that we teach to better suit just this online environment. Uh, now, due to the challenges and obviously very limited budgets, I may or may not edit this out, forgive me if it's a little bit rough, but I kind of like the idea of keeping it honest. Um, Due to limited budgets, I can't say the word. Due to limited budgets, that's it. Uh, you hear that word a lot. Due to limited budgets, <laughs> we'll get there. Due to limited budgets and limited time, people are being kind of forced into finding solutions fast. And that's great in a way because we're making so much progress that we probably wouldn't have otherwise. But the downside of that is, of course, that there is a tendency to knee-jerk reactions where people are choosing the simplest or the easiest options for them without really researching to see what's possible. And for me, the fear is you're going to have a huge amount of academics uh, and staff and business people over the world who are going to put a lot of time and effort into creating materials that will be sent online that aren't going to look as good. The truth is for, let's use online lectures as an example, the effort the academic puts into recording their presentation will be just the same, whether it's very badly recorded or very well recorded. And so for me, is if they're going to put all this effort into creating this material, it's really kind of on us to make sure that we capture it as best as possible so that the student gets the fullest experience and also so that the academic's time is well spent. One of the ways I try to talk about this, uh, and forgive me, I tend to use analogies a lot, but what happened uh, when the car started to come into fashion was there was a lot of changes in jobs. There was new opportunities and people who had had stable jobs for a long time 
started to fear the change. So one, one profession, for example, were the people who created saddles for horses. And what happened there was the community divided into two. There were the people who said, you know what, these newfangled machines are no use. It'll never be the same as riding on a horse. People know this. It'll always stay the same. And so they refused to change and they kept making their saddles. And what the other guys did was they didn't change the fact that they loved making saddles, but what they did is they adapted their business, their approach to make saddles for cars. So they made car seats. They had all the leather knowledge. They understood about comfort and support, but what they saw was a new challenge. So instead of just replicating saddles, they built something new using all that experience and knowledge they had to bring the same level of professionalism to a new structure. And I think it's a really nice analogy for what we're trying to do at the moment in the online learning environment is to really try and take what we have, not lose sight of that at all. In fact, if anything, we are trying to bring all those positives into this online world. But at the same time, we have to understand that we're not making saddles for horses anymore. So we've got to adapt and change our approach if we're going to have the impact that we want. It's just not the same as being in a live environment, talking to people. Like if you're in a room and someone's talking at the top of the room, it's kind of hard not to pay attention to them. Uh, I know we've all been through college and yes, it's very possible to not pay attention. But in a, in a general sense, like if you go to a theatre play, you're watching it, you would hope most people aren't going to talk during that presentation because you're conscious of the fact that someone's there. You feel their energy in the room. And yet, if you're at home watching a movie or watching a TV show on Netflix, how many times do you check your phone? How many times do you stop to make a cup of tea? It's just the amount of distractions are so, so much higher. So we're now in that environment. We are competing for people's limited attention spans. And unfortunately, they will be engaging with these learning materials on either laptops, iPhones or iPads. And they are all designed to try and fight for that person's attention and distract them to do different things. There's no point denying that. There's no point being frustrated by it. But we just need to accept it and try and make sure that our materials are as engaging as possible so that the students can stay engaged. And so they come out of these experiences better for it. One of the things I like to say to people is we're gone of the days of where someone stands at the top of the room and just shouts out and people have to listen. Instead, what we do is we talk in a very interesting way and we don't have to talk loud at all because when you're interesting, everyone leans forward to listen. And by choosing to lean forward and listen, they're actually opening up their ears and their cognitive processes and they're going to take in so much more information from you and they're going to want to take it in. And that's really the core. And I think we can do that in an online environment if we're smart about what we do and how we structure those things. So it's about the materials we use, but also how we use them, if you know what I mean. It's, it's how we apply them to our, our learnings. Now, it's fair to say I am not an academic. Uh, anyone who knows me would, would say that's for sure. Uh, I obviously, I have a degree. I have an honours degree in computer science in from UCD. Um, but I don't have the background that a lot of people would have in instructional design or pedagogy. And I don't see that as a bad thing. I think these are very important approaches. But to to approach and use these things in the old-fashioned sense can kind of limit your imagination to what's possible now. So what I'm hoping is, because I work with some great people within Trinity College who have a lot of experience of these things and in other colleges, 
I'm hoping that I can bring some of those guys into a few of these podcasts to actually make sure we keep the conversation focused and make sure that the, the learning still stay to the standard that we want, but without using those rules that we had to, to limit our imaginations about what's possible. What I'm really trying to do is work on making the best possible student experience. And I use the word experience deliberately. Um, we're not just creating learning materials that you're just popping up there and that someone just has to absorb. I want this to be a, an engaging experience that a student connects with directly, that will remember that they don't have to just watch it four or five times to try and get the information in. It's that we present it in such a way that that they remember easily, as easily as possible. What we're trying to do is creatively adapt knowledge and information into an engaging and inspiring experience for the student. Because at the end of the day, all of this is for them. Uh, they are they're the ones who have to sit down and they're the ones who have to learn this. And they're coming to this stuff without an understanding of it. So it's really our job to make this as pleasurable for them as possible. So it's still early days uh, in the world of, of the Black Lodge, I'm presuming it stays being called that, but you never know because names are hard. Um, so I can't say for certain exactly what format things will end up taking, but what I'm hoping to do is to blend podcasts and vlogs, vlogs basically being just video blogs, but like this podcast now, it'll be up on YouTube if you want to watch me saying it, but of course you can just listen to it on your commute or wherever you want as well at all your regular podcast outlets. And the reason I'm doing the two different types is I think podcasts are wonderful for discussions and conversations around how we can approach different styles of learning and business approaches. But when it comes to gear and software, and by gear, I mean like tools, whether it's cameras, microphones, a program that helps you put a presentation up, even PowerPoints, just building your slides. I don't know about you, but I kind of like to see what someone is talking about. Um, so I'll be putting up short videos of different gear that I've tested uh, over the last couple of weeks and will continue to test when looking for solutions for, for my job in Trinity College uh, with the hope of sharing some of that and maybe sparking some conversation and hopefully some of you guys can give me some ideas that you've learned from your end as well. And alongside that, I'm hoping to start putting up tutorials showing you every step that you're going to need to be able to, to do whatever you need to do to build the lessons and learning experiences that you can be proud of. So that goes down to whether it's just plugging in your camera or setting things up on your PC to editing software that you can get for free and how to get your footage in there and do very, very basic things. And we'll build up from there, but let's start with the core essentials so that you can start building your resources because the it does take longer to film things than it would just to walk into a room. So the sooner everyone can start creating, the, the more ahead of the curve they can get, the less stressful it's going to be in September, October when everyone's getting back on track. I hope some of that sounds interesting. I hope it sounds like it makes sense. Uh, I'm going to try and keep this as simple as possible and also as entertaining as possible because let's face it, life is hard enough without uh, things being too dry or too boring. So this is just basically a declaration of intent, I guess. And uh, I hope you enjoy it the journey and I, ho I hope you join me on it. Subscribe on YouTube, subscribe to the podcast and uh, we're going to have regular material coming up every week for the foreseeable future. Thanks guys. Talk to you soon.